The underdog is howling. Stanford Steve and the Bear. Ah, yes. A home team getting points. What's better than that? Welcome in. Special Flag Day version of Stanford Steve and the Bear. Bear, I have a million questions about your trip overseas <laughs> that you kept us up up to date via the, the gram and Twitter. We will get to that later on. I tried. And, and it was it just looked spectacular and it's something that I never thought I would I, I will see. Uh, I'll just say that way, but we will get to that. Um it's US Open week. Obviously, more pressers are starting. We're taping this around lunchtime on, on Tuesday, and the quotes are coming in, obviously, about last year and the start of the Live Tour. I don't want to talk Live Tour. I want to talk about the <laughs> tournament that is happening this week, and it feels like as the pressers start rolling, the players want to talk about this week also. It sure sounds like it. Yeah. Uh, have you ever been to Brookline? No, I have not. Which, Me uh, neither. Which I... I I'm headed home this weekend for my dad's birthday and father's day, or else I would take a ride up there, but uh, mm-hmm. I'm not going to get a chance. It feels like a missed opportunity, but uh, I get a chance to go home and, and do that. So, yeah, I will, I will certainly be watching. I'm just happy because it looks like one of those classic U.S. Open setup courses, like like a like a Marion or an Oakmont or uh, along those wing, like wing foot, like just where the rough is going to be deep. You better hit it straight. The greens are going to be minuscule, and, and I'm excited for uh, for 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 some carnage. I don't, I don't want to see like 30 over par, but but give me a nice like minus four as a winner, and, yeah. and that'll be a pretty darn good golf tournament. Yeah, and that's where it gets to me. Uh, you know, you brought it up. I I think you got to be a grinder to win this one. And when you look at the top of the board, Rory coming off. I mean, that leaderboard last weekend at the Memorial. All right, I'm sorry, with RBC was un. Believable. If the, if the USGA could get that, those type of names up there, mm-hmm. I think they're going to be very happy. And Rory's the favorite off that win. JT right there. You saw the disappointment when he couldn't birdie that par five uh, late in that round on Sunday, which I thought was just mm-hmm. great to see how close he thought he was. But you felt like he he missed a, an opportunity to get that stroke uh, on that hole. Scheffler uh, having the year of all years. And Rom is right behind him. And then you got guys like Cantley, Cam Smith, Xander, Sam Burns, Zalatoris, Matt Fitzpatrick, Spieth, Sungjae, the M-Dog, 30-1 to 1 I see on, on one site. Um, obviously, everybody's sites right now I think are going to be a, a little different. Uh, DraftKings, I, I feel like, has the same order right now with mm-hmm. Rory, uh, the, the, the favorite at 10-1. to 1. When you look at those top names, is there are there guys you're crossing off, or is it more of just trying to wait and see, um, you know, whether matchups favor you or, or, or I mean, it's it's the toughest thing in the world to pick a winner of a golf tournament. Absolutely. But 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 there's so much other stuff out there, whether it's top five, whether it's top twenties, and what I like to do in these majors, especially here. And God bless the people that did it at the PGA is to miss the cut. And Scheffler missing the cut was had to pay uh, a, a nice a nice amount. And I'll be honest, I, I think, was there. I think he was. I think he was around like plus 
550 or so to miss the cut, if yeah. I remember correctly. It was huge. Yeah, and, and his odds to mm-hmm. win only kept going up because, remember, he started out by saying this is his favorite course in the country. Yep. And then mm-hmm. everybody jumped on that to better on and And being there, it was really tough to step back and be like, huh, is it worth a shot here? And I didn't fire. I usually take at least two of the top ten uh, to miss the cut. So that's that's what I'm looking at here. My guess off the get right now would probably be Cantlay to miss. Um, not been great in majors. I believe it's one top ten in his career in the majors. So that's just jumping off when I, I look at miss the cut. Uh, I love what Cam Smith could do. I think he's going to hang around. I'll say it again. Is this the time for Xander? Uh, but the, those names at the top, what sticks out to you with those? Well, you know, I, I'm glad you mentioned Cantley to miss the cup because that, that that's a play. Uh, I think from he was plus 275 on DraftKings earlier today when I was writing up some stuff. And yeah, he's missed the cut in three of his last six majors. Uh, he hasn't contended in a major in, in, in three years. Uh, his performances as of late haven't been uh, what, what they were earlier in the year when he was seemingly in contention every weekend. But uh, we, we'll see if this is going to be his type of course or not. But I, th- I, take, I would take a little nibble on him uh, to miss the cut. I would take a, a big nibble on Tyrrell Hatton to miss the cut. I mean, the guy's so temperamental. He's commented about North American golf courses. And, uh, he's missed the cut in each of the last two U.S. Opens. He's missed the cut in five of his last nine majors. Uh, he, he's a guy that I can see uh, putting the ball in the rough and really struggling a bit. And then uh, I think someone who, who I'm going to play to miss the cut as well uh, is going to be Victor Hovland. Uh, he's plus 225 to miss the cut, and uh, he doesn't have a, t- a top 10 in a grand slam. And I know there's a big difference between uh, finishing the top 10 or missing the cut. But at the same time, he, he's like 204th in strokes gained around the green. And these are minuscule microscopic greens. You're going to miss the green. Uh, you're going to have to get up and down. You're going to have to deal with with, with, with rough and, and other hazards. Like, I don't think this is his type of golf course uh, where he can excel. Now, when they get to St. Andrews in a couple of weeks, that might be a different story. Mm. But, but, I, but I think if you look at Hovland uh, to miss the cut and maybe try and fade him in some matchups, I think that is uh, something as well. You mentioned uh, uh, Sung J.M., uh, I like the Shane Lowry uh, minus 120 over Sung JM matchup. Uh, M is someone who uh, has missed the cut in five of his 11 majors. Uh, his only top 15 finishes have come in the Masters. So, uh, again, is this the type of course that he will uh, really excel on? You got to respect him because he's a grinder and, and he seems to play every week, and you got to love that. But the, the type of golf that Shane Lowry is playing right now has been fantastic. And I think this is a course. You talk about an ultimate grinder. Shane Lowry is someone I think that could excel this week. I know a couple of people have mentioned him as a potential dark horse, but but I do like uh, Lowry and that head-to-head over Sunjay M. Very nice. Uh, another name that I'm really interested in, and I know he's fired off at the press conference today, and, and he's, he said this is his favorite event, Kepka Hasn't looked great. Uh, he's minus 225 to make the cut on one of my bootleg sites. Um, plus 180 to miss the cut. That's a that's a name. I, I just mm. I don't know if it's health. I don't know what it is. It just feel like the game has plateaued a little bit, and I'm really fascinated to see what he looks like. And another guy 
Uh, I'm partial to him because because I think he's one of the best guys on the tour. I'm really dying to see what Max Homa does in this tournament. I mean, when you start looking at um, accomplishments through the year, and you know, maybe not all these wins, but I mean, playing well in in what the conditions were here in Avondale and in Maryland where he won, and then that Saturday at Southern Hills was was the worst golf conditions I've ever I've ever been at. Uh, and yes, I was at Avondale where it didn't stop raining the whole weekend, and he won that. Uh, you know, will he grind it out? That I think he has every shot. Uh, I, I think he's playing with as much confidence as he's ever had. Uh, I think he's going to be in one of those feature groups uh, when you look at uh, how, how they've broken up the tee times. So he's another guy uh, that I, I really am interested to see that I think I would like uh, – I'm definitely going to have in, in some top, tw- top 20s and top 10s uh, for sure. I mean, look, 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 look at his year, by the way. Sorry to cut you off, but just no, go ahead. Since, since, since the, the, the calendar, I mean, since the calendar turned over, uh, tied for 15th at the tournament champions, and he missed a cut at the Farmers, which is not a, 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 a an embarrassment at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a difficult course. 14th in Phoenix, 10th at Genesis, 17th at, at Bay Hill, tied for 13th at the Players, uh, 48th at the Masters, which is understandable. It's first time at the Masters in. People tend to struggle there. Yep. Uh, won the Wells Fargo, tied for 13th at the PGA. Uh, the following week, a little regression, fine. Like, one, and you have an off week, T23. And then fifth at the Memorial. Like, like what, what is that? Out of the top 20 once or twice since the calendar year has been over. Like, like that, that, that's a hell of a run. And if you go down, is and I'm just looking at uh, the scores, he puts himself in the tournament early yeah. on like i don't know what his first round score is going to be uh, in terms of an over under i don't know who he's going to be matched up with uh and i mean you you'll probably get a good price on him with the three ball uh given the group that he's in but if you look at his first round scores this year they are it's basically sub 70 every single time mm-hmm. so uh, he goes out he puts together a good first round and puts himself in the tournament in a good position to for for, for a good finish and it's clearly shown so uh yeah, I'm, I'm really curious to see what he does on a uh, on a U.S. Open course. All right, here's here's a fun one for you that one of my sites always puts together and takes a group of names and then gives you the field. So they're calling it the big nine to win the U.S. Open. Here you go. Here are your nines that you would need to win if you bet mm-hmm. the nine to win. Rory, JT, Scheffler, Rom, Cam Smith, Shoffley, Spieth, Cantlay, Fitzpatrick. If one of those wins, you get plus 110. The field is minus 130. Now, you could always play that that group and then take a little more cow at 30 to 1. Yeah, that's what you say. Shane, sprinkle take a in little your... Shane Lowry at 30 to 1. Put, sprinkle in the guys that you, want to, uh, that you want to cover. But, boy, it's hard seeing the, the winner come from, from somewhere out there. This is not usually a – the U.S. Open is not usually a, one, a, a slam that uh, major that has a, a, a guy come from nowhere. I mean, I remember a few mm. years ago when when Gary Woodland won with his uh, world ranking, like he was like the lowest ranked uh, winner of the U.S. Open in, in, in a while, and it took a, a an unbelievable performance on the greens to to, to get that done. So uh, yeah, I'd be interested in that, and and then maybe cherry pick uh, a, a, a couple of guys to to, to throw in there uh, as well. I like that. There's also one guy who I do want to talk about 
And I know you don't want to talk about that, that, that other tour uh, overseas, but I, I'm really interested to see what Dustin Johnson does this week. I, I was like, going to bring I, him up because something seems off there too, along the lines of Kepka. I, I just, I haven't seen it. And, you know, just gambling off getting that big bag. Um, you know, what are we going to get out of old DJ? What do, what do you expect? Like that, that that's the, at the prices that he is like, I had I took a I took a nibble at fifty five to one as first round leader. I, I took a nibble at forty to one to win. Look, look, I mean, wouldn't it I mean it's like a perfect like storm of a storyline for yeah. for one of these guys to, to to play well this week and potentially be in it. But you're looking at, I mean, I, I know he hasn't played well this year, and maybe he just doesn't care anymore, being that he took the uh, the, the bag of cash from overseas. And and if if not, that's fine. I'm not talking about a, an exorbitant amount of money that I put on him. But I mean, it's not so long ago that he had five top seven, top six finishes in seven years. Uh, this is a course that uh, he can he can take out that that driving iron and hit, hit, hit those those long dead straight irons or three woods, uh, low low and and, and fast. And, and burn him down the, the the middle of the fairway and put himself in good position. So, uh, I thought the price was worth playing. I think he's the only one of the bunch uh, that that's worth taking a uh, a shot at uh, this week. So I, I do have a little DJ uh, first round leader and uh, to win. Okay, uh, another guy that I'll have uh, that I think will play well is Corey Connors. I just feel like he's always in the mix. When you when when I have him and he's been good to me, so yes, I'm a little biased there. But mm-hmm. hey, that's what happens when you start, you know, taking some flyers on guys, and then they keep showing up week after week. Uh, he's minus two hundred to make the cut on one site that I see, but I, I could see some some top uh, top twenty, top ten for him. Uh, I mentioned Homa. I see on draft. really good driver of the golf ball. So again, yeah. that, that that's someone who's going to put him put the ball in the fairway more often than not with with some pretty good distance. I would take a, I'll, I'll take a shot with him. Top 10 uh, plus 500. I mentioned Homa on DraftKings. I'm seeing him as, as plus 400 top 10. Uh, so you said it. it's, it's about how these guys are going to start. And cause you know, you're going to have to grind it out. And that's, that's what makes it awesome. Uh, I expect the crowds to be in, in incredible uh, what they are. So it's, it's fascinating. I, I'm, I, Rory looks so darn good, man. And, and it's just oh. something Scott and I talk about, like when we, we got a chance to chat with him at Southern Hills and it just, when he's him. on and he's hitting, like no one hits it like him, nobody. And he's just so damn, you know, precise, compact, firm, whatever you want to say that ball goes. And uh, it, 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 it's awesome to see. I mean, he was so good last week and he's admitted that you know after covid that he's 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 hit the reset button he's got he's gotten back into his old ways of getting after things whether it's you know working out in practice rounds and stuff like that so he is as dialed in as there is uh and and it should be fun to see him as the favorite out there as i'm i'm sure many fans are are fired up to see him back and coming in off a win yeah personally i I mean just as a as, as a person, he, I mean, it's hard not to, I mean, just the way he conducts himself and handles himself. He, he's almost, he's almost too honest and too open to a fault, but, but that's who he is. And that's one of the reasons why you absolutely have to root for him. I think my favorite bet of the week 
and you, it was a guy whose name you also mentioned was Xander Shoffley. I think Xander at like plus 190 is what he was on DraftKings to, to finish in the top 10. I think that's my favorite bet of the week. Uh, he, he's yeah, a guy plus with, 190. With, I got it right here. With, 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 the, with the deep bag, seventh uh, strokes gain key to green, stroke ninth in, uh, in strokes gain total. Top 10 every single U.S. Open. He's played in three top fives as well. He's played, he's been in the mix a little bit more lately. It's, it's, it's coming around. Again, I mean, some, I mean you, you burned a lot of money if you bet him to win these things. And I don't think I'd want to play him to on the outright just yet. But uh, he always seems to be on, on these types of grind it out type of courses where uh, it's not going to be ridiculously low. He can make a lot of pars. Uh, I, I think I think Xander, uh, the plus 190 for the top 10 is a good bet, and I like him. Uh, he's also in a head-to-head against Patrick Cantlay. Uh, he's minus 120 in that head-to-head, and that would be another uh, bet I would take a look at. All right. Uh, anything else? Uh, I do want to get to our guy Chris Andrews' uh, lines of the year. Um, but we could circle back up to if anything else pops up golf wise. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mentioned Chris Andrews is the man at South Point. Uh, you've been friends with him a lot longer than I have. Uh, as respected as there is in the business, uh, it's it's something I look forward to as may, not a start to the season, but it's something that I just always gets my eyes where I could start putting things in mm-hmm. my head where he comes up with these games. You know, uh, what's the title he called? The South Point College Football Games of the Year. And he's just done an unbelievable job of these. Of, of throwing lines out on what we think are the games of the year. Uh, he I, I, it out. was funny. T- it was funny too. I remember uh, some, when, when he initially posted them, I was away. And, and I think he also joked and called it uh, also known as my annual overrating of Oklahoma based on some of the numbers. <laughs> so he, uh, he has released these uh, last week. Um, all the guys that are out there obviously show up that day and, and jump on them. So the lines have moved. Uh, I do appreciate Chris reaching out to us and and mm-hmm. and and not fact checking, double checking, just asking us what we thought. And I'm kind of disappointed he did not give us the one that I requested. I wanted a UConn UMass line. Yes, we did. He did, he did not put that one out there. Uh, but his first one, uh, obviously that that will. I wanted some. I wanted some Akron games too. Did, yes, did you get. did. Uh, Zips, watch out! New, new coaching staff. Show new coach, up. absolutely. Uh, so he started with Saturday, September 10th. That's obviously the day Alabama and Texas has. And then if the sheet that he sent us, we're going with the lines that are in the blue. Yeah, those are the uh, those are the, the Alabama Texas game. Yeah, opened up at 12, and now it's uh, now it's Bama minus 16, which which seems about right. Yeah, and I think it starts there. Uh, I started looking at some some season win totals that are out there. Which really well, yeah, that's probably going to go up too. I would think even more. 
Well, you're going to get a nice middle on that game if you if you want it. That's what these games are really worth. That's go ahead. Um, That's you, you, and you can anticipate the move. I mean, you, you're going to get middles on like maybe seven point middles on some of these games, or even bigger later in the year. If, if a team totally flops and the other side winds up being favored, like, like if you can, if you have some, if you have some numbers and some thoughts, you could, you could have some massive middles here. So, uh, yeah, but you know, look, looking at week one, Iowa State, uh, Iowa State, Iowa, that, that got bet down that, big time. That, Iowa went from 13, 13 to seven. Interesting. Yeah. Now, do you think that that's because People really like betting Iowa State, or people are tired of Iowa. I don't know what it is there. That's, uh, I, think, I, think, I think, yeah, I think that one is more questions about the way Iowa finished and Iowa's offense, uh, and a lot of the question marks that they have, especially at the at the quarterback position. To but because I, I mean, the, but the way they dominated uh, the Cyhawk and the way Iowa State is just completely thrown up on itself in that in that game uh, in recent years and you lose Brees Hall you lose Brock Purdy uh, you lose some other guys who, who left via the portal you lose Charlie Kohler like, like they have they have guys they need to replace on offense and I, I think they're going to be okay at the running back position and and they might be okay at the quarterback position too because it might just been a situation where uh, they might be better off with the uh, with, with with without Brock Purdy because he, he he seemed to turn into one of those guys that uh, he, he made some plays. It's, you made you say wow, and he made some plays that made you say wow. Mm. And uh, I think maybe moving on could be good for them. But uh, yeah, that's that's a pretty big uh, big move going from thirteen to seven, uh, taking the double digit road dog there. But maybe maybe the clones will be better this year with uh, without all that pressure. And then I saw. To start the year, that first Thursday night, we get the backyard brawl, right? Isn't it West Virginia? We do. Yeah, he didn't put any of the opening week. No, he'll, he'll just he'll just put those up separately. That's why he started on uh, on, on September tenth. But that just got me going because on September tenth, Tennessee is going to Pittsburgh, and we remember last year Pitt went to mm-hmm. Tennessee and won. And Tennessee is a team that I am really uh, has caught my eye, not because of the baseball team losing. Uh, we can maybe get into that later, uh, but how highly thought of uh, people think of Tennessee right now and the steam that Hooker has gained uh, just from, from his play last year. And I think the idea of people liking Hypo and seeing that offense and, and, and what they did last year, uh, but that, that was pretty eye-opening to me is, is Tennessee going you know, week two. So that just tells you how pitch season – starts uh you know with West Virginia mm-hmm. and then a, and then a visit from the Vols who I would imagine uh would will will be dying to to travel to avenge that loss from Pitt going to Knoxville last year and that that that's got Tennessee minus 3 right now yeah Pitt obviously has to hit the reset button uh the skill positions to their quarterback and receiver uh and yeah Tennessee was one of the a bigger surprises in, in my mind last year. I, I would have voted for Josh Heupel uh, as SEC Coach of the Year uh, based on what I thought they were going to be to what they were. Uh, offensively, they they had a fantastic year, and uh, outside of the ridiculousness that happened during the uh, the Ole Miss game, and then obviously that bowl game, which was a complete uh-huh. uh, <laughs> un- unbelievable finish uh, in that game. But yeah, t- Tennessee is going to have a lot of. Uh, the balls are going to have a lot of people on that bandwagon this year. So with a little bit uh, of expectations now early in the year, 
laying a field goal on the road against another power five team. That, that that's a tricky spot for, for that. That is a, I mean, do, what, what happens if Pitt loses the brawl and now you're staring Owen two mm-hmm. in the face. Uh, it, I mean, that, that, that would be a really, really hard way to, uh, start the year for Pitt if they do indeed lose that game against West Virginia. Yeah, and I just think about Pitt, you know, obviously I, I'm not um, dove in a ton because I'm still waiting for, for these rosters to be finalized. Mm-hmm. But with Pitt, we know, I mean, think about how Keaton Slovis' career has gone and the trajectory down from where it started, the, the shoes he stepped into sky high, and it's just – gone downhill from there. Now, I know the injury had a lot to do with it. I think he deserves some credit for trying to play through an injury. But now he goes to Pitt, and those those two weeks, man, those you're going to you're gonna see a lot more uh, uh, talent on defense, I think, than he did <laughs> in the Pac-12. Uh, but Tennessee, I saw on one site, there's a 7.5 out there for season win total wins, mm-hmm. but it's minus 175. So that's not going to hang around at seven and a half much longer. Yeah, that'll, that'll get bumped to eight pretty soon, I'm sure. And uh, I'm, I'm, I just, I worry about how how fast Tennessee fans get their hopes up, you know, and and you you got to finish the deal. Uh, we saw that this past weekend with the with the with the with the uh, super that be, regionals. That would be so. They it's got been a, it's been a it's been a rough postseason mm. uh, for them with losing a, losing to Michigan. Uh, in the NCAA tournament there, and then losing mm. 50, 59 and seven, 53 and seven, where they were, and then get bounced. I, I saw you. I saw you play the Irish. You tweeted that did. out. We so did. We did. Good got job taking in. the Irish on plus money, but plenty like, uh, of heat. That, plenty of heat. Thanks uh, for everybody checking in after I won, though. Yeah, I didn't hear from anybody. <laughs> Amazing how that works. It's just, it's just fantastic. Um, what else on on, on Chrissy's sheet sticks out to you? Um, uh, the Oklahoma Texas game. You knew, you knew Oklahoma, Texas. As soon as I saw you posted that at seven, I was like, "No way, that's gonna last." And that's down to uh, to, to three and a half, which doesn't which doesn't surprise me at all. Um, yeah, that's an interesting game on September seventeenth down there at College Station between mm. uh, Miami and A and M. Might be a uh, might be a potential game day site. Looking what at you- looking look at looking at those games right there is. As options, it wouldn't be surprising at all to see ourselves in the in College Station that day. A and M feels like the team that has the most steam from outside the pack, and I get it. All that's happened off the field, but I just think about them. Is it too much? Is it too fast? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the quarterback situation. I, I Max Johnson, Haynes King is is he's gone right? Yep. Yeah. All, all the, the losses that they've had on the defensive line, Leal, and it's not, I mean, yeah, I know you've recruited great, but Spiller losing Spiller is a massive part of your offense. Mm. I, I I just I worry about that. I mean, now I, another one. I see I see an eight and a half out there for minus two hundred on the over. So yeah, that's yeah, not going to last. I'd go no. I'd go nowhere. I'd go nowhere near that. That's for sure. I, I would. I wouldn't lay two dollars on over eight and a half. At all, you look at a And M schedule uh, games that they could lose. The Miami game they could lose, the only touchdown favorite, and we'll see if Mario Cristobal's team will be better than they were a year ago. Arkansas, obviously, that's always a tough game. Uh, at Mississippi State, at Alabama, at South Carolina, Ole Miss coming in. 
Uh, you should be Florida at home, I would think. Going to Auburn, who the heck knows what Auburn could be at that time of year, and LSU. I mean, there are a lot of potential games that, in theory, they could lose, and you wouldn't be surprised. So what'd you say? It was like minus $2 over eight and a half. I wouldn't yeah. lay that at all. And, and what does that mean? If you're getting, if, if you're laying $2 on over, you're probably getting 160, 170 back mm-hmm. on, on the under. I mean, that, that's, that's worth playing as would be waiting it out a little bit and seeing uh, if it goes to nine and you can push on nine instead of losing. So uh, yeah. yeah w- w- would it surprise me if they won 10 games? No, it wouldn't surprise me. But uh, I wouldn't be laying two dollars on uh, on over eight and a half. That's for sure. No, and 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 that's what I say. I'm, I'm hesitant to dive in, Bear, because of the the changes in rosters and coaching staffs. And I need to see maybe some depth charts, uh, just some some practicing who's who's running with the ones. I need to see that stuff because there's just too much unknown to dive in. Right now, I mean, you're talking about it right there, season win total with possibly a top five team in the country that is 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 minus two dollars one way. Like that, that's way way too much for me uh, to dive in. And yeah, that's that that's what it is on this one side. I see is under eight and a half plus one sixty. So it's there's just seeing this for the first time, and that's that's why I think it's important just to get out. And, and, and chat with you about your your first inklings of, of, of looking at stuff. And you mentioned your canes. Like, I feel like that could be the steam of all steam games to start the season week three when the canes go to College Station. Like that, you talk about fan bases that are dying, dying to be atop the, the, the chatter and, and be the lead of game day. And obviously, game day possibly going to be there. Like, those two teams are starving for this kind of attention. They love it. And it just scares me um, just knowing how much m- the, the money's tilted already on those teams. I, I have Miami here. They're also at eight and a half and they're at minus minus one twenty five on that, on that over eight and yeah. a half. So I, w- I went through, I went through Miami with, uh, with Andre Adelson and David Hell the other day and nine and three seems like a, a very likely outcome for, for mm-hmm. them because he got the game at AM and you got the game at Clemson, which you probably won't win either of those. But uh, the way their schedule breaks down, there, there's a chance they may only lose once, uh, depending on if they get guys on the uh, on the perimeter uh, receivers to step up and replace uh, Rambo and some of the other skill guys that they have because you've got a quarterback. Uh, you, you brought in a bunch of starters from Power 5 schools on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, you, you mean your your recruiting your coaching staff is completely overhauled and uh, re-energized. So nine and three would certainly not surprise me uh, for Miami. I would be pumped if if I was a Miami fan. You went nine and three. The other thing you're gonna you, I, that stares you in the face though is the end of that schedule at Clemson versus Pitt. Mm-hmm. That that could dictate obviously everything. The one. I, I, I find very interesting is the quarterbacks in the ACC this year. I mean, people are going down who they would take. I know David Hale did a whole thing on it. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm i really looking forward to Armstrong with Tony Elliott. I, I, yeah. I think Armstrong has all the ability in the world. Uh, I got a chance to meet him with Chris Long when I went to the Duke-Virginia basketball game. That kid is put together, Bear. Like, he, he doesn't. I don't know what it is. It didn't translate. Oh, gosh, he, 
gosh, he needs to be with how many hits and how well he runs the <laughs> ball. I mean, I mean, he better be put together because he took an absolute bludgeoning last year at times. My man is 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 ripped up, and I, I've looked at Virginia as a team with a new change. I think it's good. I think you know they didn't. The offensive system was as confusing to the defenses they were playing as it was their own offense sometimes with all the, the, the things they had in there. And I just go through these coastal standings from last year, and, you know, Pitt does it. They go 7-1. and one, And then Miami, Virginia Tech, Virginia, North Carolina. You know, Carolina at the bottom of there, 3-5. and five. We know the expectations that were that year. I would expect a bounce-back year um, from Mack and company. So I think Miami – Virginia Tech, I think, might be at the bottom of those four teams. When I say Miami, Virginia Tech, Virginia, North Carolina, I, I would expect big years uh, from Miami, Virginia, and North Carolina. It, it, uh, it's fun. It's funny because we, I, I, the ACC in general, like people, I mean, obviously, Clemson is a team everyone wants to talk about. Was last year a blip? Is it a gimme that they automatically mm-hmm. bounce back? Uh, are we taking Clemson to win the ACC? And I, I wouldn't lay 140 on Clemson to win the ACC, but at the same time, I don't know who I would take. Yeah. Like you can, you can tell me anybody won the ACC with the exception of George tech, Duke and Syracuse. And I'd say, yeah, I could see that. It it, it wouldn't surprise me if things broke uh, totally right, but like, I'm not sure. Like, like Clemson's went to, I think was 10 and a half. Like I'm not certain. I'm not certain that was just a one year, one off would be given the any of the personnel changes, the coaching changes. Like, is DJ going to bounce back to what we saw against Notre Dame when, when Trevor was out with COVID, or is it going to be what we saw last year? I mean, is Club going to come in and like be the be the guy? Like, they started running the ball a little bit better at the end of last year. Now you got a great defensive line to fall back on, mm, that's... and it's still a, it's still going to be a, a problem for people, but. Ten and a half and minus money to win the ACC. I don't know, man. Well, here's another thing. You talk about steam and Clemson's gonna. They're got. They go Georgia Tech, Furman, La Tech. Then there's a tricky three game stretch. I see at Wake, home for NC State, who's everybody's new darling, and at yeah, Boston College. Uh, so it's you're not gonna have to wait. There is a road game at Notre Dame. Uh, Louisville, who the hell knows what they're going to be this year? I like I like them this year. You do? I, I like them over six this year. Yeah. Okay. Every, every, everyone loves Wake Forest. I like Louisville this year. And uh, I, 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 th- I think they're I think they're they're going to be. I think they're going to be a pleasant surprise with with Malik and some of the the changes that they've made defensively. They got a bunch of skill guys on offense that are really really good. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm I'm Louisville over six. Put me down for that. And I was going through. Uh, Chris's games of the year as well, and I noticed that the uh, the Wake Forest Louisville game there on October 29th. Yeah, uh, he he opened it at eight. It's been bet down to four, so uh, that might be a situation. Where I might if I if I get out to uh, to Vegas this summer, which I'm hoping to to be able to enter some contests. I might I might be willing to take a little nibble on the cards minus four there. Yeah, I figured we would do uh, a college football preview show or a couple days out for daily wager out there. No. I would think so. Why Seems like I the wouldn't? only reasonable idea I could think of. Why? Why wouldn't you? I mean, yeah, you, me, roll the uh, balls out. Aaron, 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 Aaron Dolan. Like, why not? The marathon, Joe, the marathon like, man, Fortinbaugh. Absolutely. That's that's a no brainer. That's a week of content. Like yeah, nothing. I was gonna say that's. That, I mean, 
at least three days going into a weekend or something. Seems like an, an absolute no-brainer. Or, I mean, we could do a little daily wager uh, college football panel seminar. Remember like they used to do those panels yeah. at the at, at the Westgate? Which, those were so much fun and, and really informative. Maybe we could do a little ESPN uh, daily wager college football or, or incorporate the NFL uh, foot, football preseason. Uh, First week of August, let's, let's roll it out. Hmm. Gonna, we might have to fire out an email right after this pod's over. Do it up. Doug, Doug, uh, Doug would be a great moderator for that, and he can uh, offer his insight as well. No doubt. We're, we're on to something there. What uh, your first instant, uh, first thing, thought, Florida State six and a half. Ugh. Ugh. That, that, that's my first thought. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, ugh. Let me, let me take a look at their schedule while I, uh, while, while, while I, while, while we're talking about it, because I, I really have not fully examined all the schedules yet. I don't know. It's brutal to start, you know, man. It usually is. It's brutal. Yeah, I'll give it to yeah, you. Ready? Yeah, yeah. LSU at Louisville. So you're probably one and two to start. BC two and two. Wake Forest is a home game. Say, say three and three. Split Wake and NC State. Be positive. Three and four. Four and four. Four and five. Five and five. Ooh, that looks like six and six, man. Yep. That looks it, like six and I, six. Yeah, I, I'm going back in uh, this year on my BC Eagles because of that six and a half I see out there. That sucker's been seven, seven and a half every year. I've gotten bit by it. I'm jumping on that six and a half. I got a feeling uh, that I'll be back in on on them for sure. Uh, so that that. I, I said it. These teams are going to get better, and I think with the ACC, that's why it's so interesting to me. Is is we talked about the coastal and that side, and 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 it's really something when you go back and just look at it how it played out last year, and you're like, wow, Pitt did go seven and one, and it did. It's it it's 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 just funny to me, uh, just seeing this year's and then just looking at last year how it how it finished up. The one team. Uh, outside the SEC that you and I have been really, really high on every year. Um, I want to say there's their overs have come in the last four years. And this one, I think I might be leaning to the under this year, is Kentucky. Uh, I I get Levis is, is another guy that's getting a lot of hype. I just look at what they lost uh, as far as personnel-wise. Mm-hmm. And that's seven. Like, I, there's no way I would touch over seven and a half minus one ninety, uh, with them. I love what Stoops has done. How can't you? Uh, you know, possibly you know the best coach job year in year out over the last decade in that conference. Uh, seeing what they have to work with, but could t- the Levis thing? I I I I see. You know, Wandell gone. I I don't think people give that kid enough credit for what he did for Kentucky last year. I mean, you talk about an absolute game breaker. Where are they getting those big splash plays? And Levis, unless he's going to be vastly improved accuracy wise, I, I, I think they have to they have to be a lot more detailed with their pass game. And I just wonder about what they could do personnel wise when you stack them up against the other teams in their conference. I th- I'm looking at their schedule now. They'll either be three and one or four and zero. Oh. 
mm-hmm. going all miss because I mean you're, those are that's a pretty cushy non-conference schedule yes. uh, to start. But so say say you're three and one, you, say say you lose at Florida, which is possible. Yeah, you probably beat South Carolina, maybe. Mm-hmm. You beat Vandy, so now yeah, you're looking at that, that's five right there. So you got to get three wins from the other games to like like. The, the, the problem, I mean, Missouri on the road is a lot different than Missouri at yes. home. Uh, Tennessee on the road is, is obviously very tough. Uh, Louisville at home, I like Louisville, uh, obviously, this year. Uh, Georgia, you're not going to beat Georgia. Like, ooh, yeah, I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be hopping on laying, laying uh, big juice at over seven and a half. I'm with you. Yeah, I, I just feel and, – and listen, I mean, he's a Connecticut kid. I, I've followed Levis forever. I just feel like, is he ready to – I mean – not the same circumstances. Um, they'll obviously have better line play in front of them, but like I just the expectations of what we're getting seem a lot like Sam Howell to me. Uh, whether they're they're ready for that jump when you talk about being elite quarterback, because we know that we have those those three guys at the top of of the Heisman board right now. So it it's I'm not sure. It's it's worthy of that. Now, hey, this is the best time of year for every college football fan because you you have that promise. And yeah, every, you know, everybody's everybody's gonna be good. Yeah. Everyone's got everyone's going over. Yeah. So uh just something to to think about. Michigan feels escalated again, uh nine and a half. But when you really, you know, dive deep into that conference, how many teams can actually beat them that they play? Uh, what the hell is is the Big Ten West going to be this year? Uh, it's that, that, that's rough over there on that side. Yeah. So uh, I'm just trying to think of any other. I, I was looking here, I, and I'm I'm surprised too. In another game that I would probably play, like I saw Chrissy opened Notre Dame twenty against Stanford, and that's actually taking money on the Cardinal mm-hmm. fifteen and a like really. Oof. I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, I, I know they like the quarterback, but there ain't there ain't a whole lot of talent there, is there? No, there is not. And that schedule, yeah. that schedule, yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's all you need to know right there. The juice is on the under four and a half, and it's one forty-five. So, good luck if you take the over. Uh, I will not be touching that. That's that's for sure. Um, how about the Irish? What are we looking at there? Eight and a half. They get North Carolina, what, week three or four? Sounds right. And then they Let's see. I know they got a big one against UNLV this year. Rebels. <laughs> out, out, in, out in Vegas, right? I don't. I thought, that, I thought they played. I thought, I thought it was out in Vegas. Or, oh, the BYU game is in Vegas. That's yes. That's what it is. BYU schedule is so interesting to me every year. It's just like, whoa. So what, did, what, did you, whoa. what did you say? Eight, eight and a half for Notre Dame? Yes. So you lose at Ohio State. Maybe. No, nah, they'll lose there. <laughs> they'll lose there. I know. I'm kidding. I don't. Maybe you lose to Clemson. That's over. They're over. This, this schedule what's, sets up. What's BYU? What's BYU got this year? Because they show up on everybody's schedule. I'm like, what are? <laughs> I don't even know what they are. 
Well, yeah, Marshall, Cal at home. Yeah. At Carolina, BYU in Vegas, Stanford, UNLV, Syracuse, Clemson, Navy, BC, USC. That, that's like that's like ten and two. That, that's like college football. That, that, that's like New Bring Year's them back. There. Bring them back to the playoffs. I wouldn't be shocked. Would you be looking at that schedule? Would you be surprised if they lost to Ohio State and then ran the table? That's what, I'm just I saying, that's what I was just going to say. I'm totally expecting them to get to the Clemson game with one loss. That's actually, that's actually uh, something to file away, I think, when you're uh, looking to, to bet some of these things. Uh, maybe you wait on Notre Dame and uh, once the uh, odds to make the college football playoff or re- whatever uh, adjusted season win totals. Uh, after that game, assuming that Notre Dame does lose at Ohio State, maybe that's the time to to hop in there and wait and, and play some overs and get get some get some nice plus money on to reach the uh, the New Year's Six of the playoff, depending on what's out there. Well, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they ran the table after that Ohio State game. Uh, yeah, I just I want is May May's that Luke May's brother? He's going to be the quarterback for Carolina, right? Yeah, they haven't said yet. I don't think, but I'm pretty sure that's how they're gonna, how it's gonna go. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see these losses. I do not see them. It's good because we 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 get accused of hating on Notre Dame and yeah, blah blah blah. I'm 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 I'm, I'm bullish on them. Might be my first wager. Blind over <laughs> Irish. I'm dying to see what Oklahoma is this year. I found nine, they're nine and a half, 110 both ways on DraftKings. And, and, I, and I made a nice under, underplay on them. You did. I, I, I don't see it, man. Like, you, you look at the last couple of years with Lincoln Riley, with, with Caleb Williams last year, with Rattler the year he had mm-hmm. uh, prior to it, they were winning a bunch of close games. And now you have – no Lincoln Rally, no Caleb Williams. You lose basically your entire defense. You, you're, you lose almost every playmaker you have on offense. Like you got a, a head coach coming in who is familiar with the program, but has never been a, uh, a head coach at this level. Like there are just a bunch of losable games. On, like kind of like what we said with AM. Like you know they're not going to lose every single one of those. Yeah. But like they nearly lost to Nebraska last year. Mm. And they're on the road, and they're only a field goal favorite in that game. Kansas State is, is always a dangerous underdog. I think TCU is going to be better. Texas they easily could have lost the last however many years. They won't lose to Kansas. I mean, they go to Iowa State, and Iowa State has given them trouble, even when the clones haven't been great or uh, expectations level really high. Uh, Baylor, we love Dave Aranda. Yeah, go to West Virginia. Go to West Virginia. Who, who the hell knows? what they're going to be this year, <laughs> Bedlam, Bedlam and, and, and at Texas Tech where a couple of years ago they, uh, they struggled. So, like, like you go 10-2 and two against that schedule, congratulations. I mean, I, I will I'll tip my hat and, 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 and take, my, uh, take my loss and move on. But uh, that sure as heck looks like 9-3, and best-case scenario to me. Yeah. Here's a couple things on Oklahoma. And being out in Tulsa for over a week and talking to the – Oklahoma people out there. I really worry they're more rooting against Lincoln Riley and USC than they're going to be rooting for their team. 1,000%. They, they are hung up on the pass. Oh, oh, goodness. Let it go, man. You got your guy. 
you got your guy that you wanted. Like, just let it go with the USC and Lincoln Riley. They just can't do it. it, it it's amazing to me talking to people out there. And I mean, everybody, every Oklahoma fan I talked to is the same exact deal. And I, 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 I think that's, <laughs> I think their, their, their focus is where it, it shouldn't be. But here's my other issue. I love, love the idea of Jeff Levy and Dylan Gabriel. I, I love that concept of those two guys. Well, I like Levy a lot. Oh, yeah. And I, I think I'm in, I've been in the tank for Dylan Gabriel for a long time. Um, and I just feel like the combination of those guys and what's going to be awesome is we're going to find out real fast when they go up to Lincoln because you talk about a, <laughs> a game <laughs> in a season that's a last stand. Um, now, you know, you gave, you went down to, to, to Norman and, and gave it all you had last year, and then you still couldn't do it week in and week out. And that's going to be fascinating to watch to see what comes out of that game because Oklahoma is going to learn exactly what they have as far as a roster and a coaching staff going in and out of that game. So you'll, you'll know early by September, you know, nighttime, September 17th, you're going to know what you have as you get ready for that Big 12 schedule. And when you look at that schedule, you talked about it. West Virginia, I have no idea. Oklahoma State, no idea. Baylor, I don't. I, they're going to be better than they were last year. I don't know. Iowa State they can't be. They can't be better than they were last yeah, year. There's I mean, no way. Even though I do like Chapman a lot, I, I thought he yep. was. I thought he was the, the, the best quarterback at the end of last year, anyway. So, and Iowa State, you know, gets out of that stale of you know where they where they felt like they were ascending and and they plateaued last year. So you're going to know early with Oklahoma. I just really worry about like I said the mindset of the fan base like just let it go, man. I, it's it's unbelievable to me the the infatuation you have with that. It's it's over. You got your new guy and that's what you wanted. Everybody's happy. He's as happy as anybody in the world uh when you <laughs> when you see Brett Venable. So exactly. it it's 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 really um intriguing uh to see how this does play out i i i would disagree with you i would lean towards the over because i still okay i still think we love a little little old-fashioned that's by the way you we mentioned the uh the game in lincoln just pulled up nebraska's schedule yes well the the northwest that's the dublin game right uh over there this year yes so uh you you say you win that nor then you got north dakota and georgia southern coming home that's what I. And then you got the Oklahoma game. Like they 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 win against Oklahoma as a small home underdog. Like there is a real chance they're nine and zero hosting Michigan. Yes. Or no, at Michigan rather. I, I, I yeah. Now they won't. Now they won't be because they're Nebraska and they're going to lose a game here or there that they shouldn't. Even 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 though Martinez is gone mm-hmm. and you don't have to worry about him fumbling or throwing a pick or. Something but something will happen, and they'll lose either at Rutgers or at Purdue or uh, Illinois will go there and win. Like some, the boat will come in there, and or that's that's what probably what will happen. They'll probably be eight and zero at home against the boat, and the boat will go to Lincoln and win, and that'll and that'll spoil the uh, the, the night. But but like that schedule sets up really really well for them, and and some of the coaching changes that he's made on his staff, uh, you, you, some some of the. Uh, the, the transfers that have come in there, but like there's this is obviously it's it's make or break. I mean, you, there's no, I mean they have a down season this year. It, it's there's nowhere left to turn. But 
I'm 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 kind of rooting for them. I, I hope they uh they do get it turned around. If oh man, I hate to say this. <laughs> say it. But if they they could be the earliest over team hit if they beat Oklahoma. What is it? Is it six? six uh, I think it's seven. Oh, they just upped it again. So now it's over seven and a half is, is even money. Oh, I'm not saying it. Because oh. there's a real, real possibility you don't win one of your last three. That's the thing. You 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 better have it by the time the calendar turns to November. And that which which, which, which means which, which means you've got to start eight. No. First of all, you got to start one and zero oh, because you know Northwestern is going to be a pain right. in the ass week one. Right. Even even, even though their talent levels down, I, I guess. No, just a pain. He'll he'll have his yeah. shorts on. He's going to say he'll have his shorts on and a t shirt in Dublin. Yep. yep. Exactly. Um. So Patty, Patty, Patty Fitzgerald uh, in, in, in Ireland, the, I mean, yeah, it'll be all. Yeah, exactly. That'll be a tough one to avoid. If you, if, if you don't root for Northwestern, I'll just say that. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. Seven and a half is hard. Yeah. That you can't do because you, you pretty much have to have to start eight. No. Hmm. I mean, you could. That's you a could lot of pressure. It's a lot of, for a team that hasn't won what, eight games. Exactly, before. and that's and that's <laughs> you know early or early you know in the tenure. I thought it was going, and then it didn't. So, um, yeah, I first first look at these is is always the best for me because it really starts making you churn and. Now I'll start diving in and reading my state of the programs on the athletic and, and we'll get there slowly, but surely, but not for a so while. What, what, what are they got? Casey Williams and uh, well, Casey Thompson, right? He, yeah. he transferred to Nebraska and then Purdy's Purdy's brother went, went, to, went there. Correct. So they got, they got options. Huh. Yeah. Over seven and a half. I don't know if I can do that though. Would you take over seven for minus money? Seven, I would take. Okay. Seven, I would take, knowing that I you, you, you the push opportunities there. Correct. That's hmm. Ooh, that I'd fe- that I'd feel okay about. Yeah. All right. Um, before we go, how many countries did you go to? Uh, Israel, Greece, and Turkey. And the cruise so- was what was it? I, I should know it by name. I, all the mentions you gave them. Oh, it was Seaborn. Uh, Seaborn cruise on, on, on the on the the encore was the name of the ship. Yeah, Greatest was, vacation uh, ever with the with was, you and the wife. It was pretty good. Well, the the trip we took to Greece and Egypt about eight years ago was was pretty damn awesome. Okay, but, but this was pretty. This was this was pretty amazing to go to. A, uh, the, the appeal of this was like we, you, you get on the cruise and like you're you're on the you're on the ship and you're not worrying about unpacking a little bit, packing up, getting on a train or a flight or a yeah. whatever to go to another part of a country. Like you're settled for two weeks and then you're just on the on the ship going from all the little Greek islands or all the little Turkish islands or like it, it was 
it was great. I mean, it was, um, if anyone, I mean, I'm a huge history buff as is my wife. So it was seeing some of the places that, that we did, whether it was Troy or, or Delos or Ephesus, Carthage, Ephesus. Carthage still there battle of Carthage. <laughs> That's Northern Africa. So we, we did okay. not, we did not get to, we did not get to Carthage. Very good. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, if you are a history buff, uh, if, if you like seeing the wonders of the ancient world, I highly suggest you do everything you can to get to Ephesus because it is so well preserved. Uh, the sites are amazing. The, the little port uh, that you that you dock in, I'm going to completely botch the name, but I believe, believe it's called uh, uh, Kusadashi, I believe it is. Okay. Uh, really nice little, t- a bunch of nice little shopping streets, a really nice port, a couple of places to eat. But uh, yeah, Ephesus was the uh, uh, the highlight of the cruise. And then uh, Istanbul was an amazing city. <laughs> like it really, it's somewhere that I've always wanted to go. And it really lived up to what I was hoping for. It's massive. The city feels alive. Everybody was so nice. It's clean. It's easy. The, the, the public transport, it's easy to get around. Uh, Hagia Sophia and, uh, and some of the other places there, Dolombachia Palace and uh, other, is just awesome. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was a great three weeks. Uh, shout out to my Texas Longhorn fan who I ran into in the old city of Jerusalem, came up and got a pick. That was uh, that, that was fun standing there and come, he comes up and says, like, I, I, I don't want to interrupt, but uh, yeah. I'm like, yeah. We started talking about he's a Texas guy. I said, make sure you come on over uh, if game day is in Austin there. And he, he promised that he would. So, uh, yeah, it was it was great. The, 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 the only the only negative of the trip was that the the, uh, the boat uh, blocked like anything to do with like wagering. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't like couldn't bet horses. Couldn't I mean I didn't have access to my Connecticut sites anyway. Yeah, but uh, to, to be sitting there uh, the night of the Champions League final and just absolutely going nuts, not being able to live bet Real Madrid <laughs> and under, it, I, I was it, knowing knowing that I had knowing what I had on the line uh, and I wasn't able to get off any of it mm-hmm. uh, was kind of good because I posted that parlay ticket that was uh, that was about a thirteen thousand dollars score and that because because that because he, here I am. We flew like while the PGA was going on mm-hmm. and we, we got on the boat on, on Sunday afternoon and I wasn't even thinking about it. And I wake up on Monday morning and like, I see like I messages like 204 or whatever. And I got, Oh my God, how the hell did Justin Thomas win? And because I, like I had the, the cross boards alive to him with, with Liverpool to win champions league. And I'm like, oh my god! And I, I don't even know how much I'm alive to now. And then I, I kind of found some uh, prices and figured it out. And then I'm like, oh yeah, and I got a bunch of free bets that I'm like, this is massive. And then to not be able to, to get off of it at all, it was that was. I knew as soon as Courtois made that save on Monty, I knew they were done. I knew they had no shot. And it was so it was so depressing to to dominate the game and and not win. But that's okay. So what were, what, were, what were you out over the Aegean Sea there and all that? We were we were in the Aegean Sea, correct? All right. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Could you make an effort to watch one Stanley Cup playoff game while you were over there? 
I could have. It would have been. It was. It's plus seven hours over there. Okay. So it would have been like three in the morning. Gotcha. So I, I being that the Rangers were involved in quite a few of those games, I really had no desire to <laughs> to watch any of those. Had it been the Islanders, I would have. That's but what the, I was getting at. It worked they, 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 out perfectly. The Islanders didn't do it this year. The great, the great thing though was uh, Sport Twenty Four, which was the sports channel that they had on the uh, on the cruise. We would have our morning excursion, get up at breakfast, go out and do our do our thing, walk around the town, uh, have lunch, come back to the come back to the ship around probably three in the afternoon, and fire it up, and there would be tennis on until like ten o'clock at night. Mm. And it was great. So I'm like watching, I mean, I couldn't bet it because I, I couldn't get, yeah. have, have any, any accident, but, but just to be able to watch the, uh, the French open and watch my futures come in on eager. That was, uh, that was pretty good, but the trip, the trip was great. And now we're, uh, we're planning on what we can potentially do next year. So thank you for asking. I hope I didn't bore people with too many details and, and pictures and all, all such. I, I just, I like to share my experiences outside of, uh, the sports world. So we, we had, we had a, we had a blast. Yeah. I, 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 I have problems, uh, doing it. It, uh, and I, and I, I appreciate our differences is I, I can't, I need access to a TV and I don't like leaving the States just for <laughs> all the sporting events that, that entail. It's the one bummer about, uh, outer banks every year that we do is no horse betting, uh, in the great state of North Carolina. And that's this year we'll be there for, for Saratoga. So that one's going to hurt. Oh no. Yeah. So um, we're going to have to, to wheel and deal and, and, and find some people uh, in, in the right places. <laughs> that's what my, my buddy goes to me. Like I was messaging him and he goes, you gotta be able to find a bookie on that boat somewhere. Um, I wouldn't doubt that there was one somewhere, but I, I was, oh, there I definitely. was in no mood. Yeah. It was, it was, yeah Especially when you're that too. far over there and, and, and you're dealing oh, yeah. with, with Liverpool oh, yeah. and, and teams like that. Oh so. yeah, there, there were there were definitely some vowels on, on 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 that on that ship somewhere that would have that would have given me a little Real Madrid plus whatever. Yeah, um, but yeah, it was it was great. Wake up and I was like, where the hell is Bear going to be today? <laughs> it's just in, incredible ocean. So uh, I know you were happy with it. So I definitely wanted to touch on it. Thank you. Um, all right, we will take a couple weeks off, as I mentioned. Um, we're obviously on Twitter. If you have any questions at Chris Felica at Stanford Steve 82. And like I said, I, I am holding off until probably mid July, uh, where I'll start, you know, offering some college football things because I need, I need, I'm, I'm not doing work and, and things change. I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> but I will, I'm out here. I'm, I'm obviously still following everything, but the deep dive will start in July, starting a little, a little later this year, because it, it just helps. Um, with the process of, of trying to get everything done for the season. So, uh, like I said, we're always here. Um, everybody have a good summer. Uh, we're not far away. We're inside. We got to be inside 90, close to 88. I, th- I think it's, like yeah, I think it's high five days or something. I think it's high 75. Eight. So uh, any game day teasers you could let the people know? Uh, I mean, I don't, I mean, I've been away and I haven't spoken to anybody, but I would, I would think you're not going uh, to Ireland for Northwestern Nebraska, correct? Not that I've been told. All right. <laughs> unfortunately, I'd happily go. 
know you. Uh, I, I would. I would think it'd be Notre Dame, Ohio State, Alabama, Texas, and Miami, Texas A and M. But I don't know that for sure. I'm, I'm just looking at the best. Those the, are, those are the, two the, scorchers in a row, my man. Yeah, I was going to say that's a September, baby. That's a three shirt day for sure. It sure is. Uh, that's definitely. Uh, I um, almost made it to four shirts the Wednesday of the PGA. Almost. <laughs> three shirts got us there. Perfect. Three, three, three. Anything more than three is like, wow. And then I had to buy a jacket on Saturday. Empty. Three, 39 three, wind and rain. Three showers a day or just two? Three. Yeah, absolutely. Um, wake up mid-afternoon when you come back and then right before bed again after Get you back go out. up again. Yeah, that's yeah. been there. No, Only no way to do it, my man. Absolutely. All righty. Uh, that'll do it for us. Bear, take us away. Less you bet, more you lose when you win. You can listen or follow the Stanford Steve and the Bear podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Plus, don't miss more from Stanford Steve on ESPN Sports Center with Scott Van Pelt. And check out the Bear on College Game Day on ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network.